I'm speaking on what I called advancement by sacrifice part two. Praise the Lord. The scriptures declare that we should receive instruction from God. Hallelujah. There are many of us, our challenge is we don't want to receive instruction from God. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 13, it says, Take fast hold of instruction, let her not go. Keep her, for she is, verse 14, it says, Enter into, not into the path of the wicked, and go not into the way of evil men. There are many of us, we rather want to go by the way of evil men. And so scripture is telling us that we should take hold of instruction and don't let it go because this is our life. He says that the way of the wicked too is there. And so we choose which way would go by. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23 tells us, For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So sometimes you come to church and based on the instruction of scripture, you feel offended. But the Bible is telling us the commandments of God is a lamp. So when you go through dark seasons, what brings light to you is the lamp. A lot of Christian brothers or those who say they come to church, after a while they stop coming to church. They say all sorts of interesting things. The church crowd, when we go, what do we get? I remember one of the young men in our church was having conversations with the guys and they were talking to him about paying his tithes and giving offering and committing to church. You know what he said to them? Oh, please, let us think. We've been in church, uh, what have we gotten? What have we gotten? What have we gotten? Look at us. We have given offering and see what have we today? Look at our life. And the guys were like, we thought you were our leader. We didn't expect you to be the one to talk like this. Oh, all this thing that we are doing for God, there's nothing. Every one of the boys he sat down with, God lifted. He's still where he is. Why? Because there are fundamental instructions that God gives us. That if you violate them, it will affect the way you live your life. Brothers and sisters, the commandment of God is a lamp. Are you listening to me? And the law is a light. What does it mean? If you want your life to be lighted, if you want to be distinguished, when you obey the things God has put in his word, that these are the ways you should live your life. These are the laws that I live by. The scripture says, holiness without which you cannot see God. So if you are there, you say, you there. All die, be die. Every skirt is a skirt. We must enter. Continue. You see, when it comes to Christianity, this is what I've come to know. When you start obeying God, it's not comfortable. It's difficult. But when God finds you faithful, the doors God will open for you. Brothers and sisters, it's taking me some years, but I can promise you, when you are willing to pay the price, the honor you would get, the honor, there is a price to pay for greatness. There's a price to pay for success. There's a price you pay if you want to see advancement in your life. You can give reasons why. You can give excuses. But if you want to advance, there are no shortcuts to life. In Proverbs chapter 8 verse 10, he says, Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. 
Sir, what it means is if you are not instructed, what even comes into your hands, you will lose it. Excuse me, we are not, you know, we are paying tithe, we are giving offering, we are serving in church, we are showing up every service, we are praying. We too, we can sleep. But the instruction of God is one distinction in our life. One of the instructions you have to receive if you will advance in life is the instruction of preparation. Someone say preparation. Give me Luke chapter 14 verse number 28. Luke chapter 14 verse number 28. It says, For which of you intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Do you have what it takes? The road you want to pursue, have you sat down to count the cost? Let me say something. You want a peaceful home. Have you sat down to count what it will take to have a peaceful home? The whole room is quiet. You want to be so Have you counted the cost of what it will take for you to go through school and the discipline of purpose for which you must pursue your vision? Even God Almighty, he could not send Jesus except he first sat down and counted the cost by first sending John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 3 verse number 3. This is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Even John, God could not bring Jesus except he's, he sent somebody that you are the one crying in the world that you must prepare the way for the Lord to come. Are you preparing for your opportunities to come? Are you preparing for your savior to come? For some of us, our savior is an investor. For some of us, our savior is a person who will come in to coach us, empower us, and lead us to our next level. Are we ready for those people? Recently in this church, I think almost about two years ago, I called one young man in this church. I asked him, what do you want to do? He told me what he wanted to do. And based on my exposure experience, I said to him, sir, you need to shave clean. You need to dress in a certain way. And I was prepared to even invest some money in his grooming. Go and shave and come and let me tell you what next to do. Gave him some videos to go and watch. Watch these guys. Model after these guys. So that you can earn on the level they earn. Because in that area of business where he wants to go, outlook is everything. And I've said it in this church. The scripture says that, God, man looks on the outward, but God looks on the inside. I say it is not God you are going to interact with, and so your outward appearance must show. You must dress for success. But there are many of us, we want success, and yet we are unwilling to pay the price that success brings. You just want to live your life anyhow. You started dating a guy, you go to cook for him, you clean for him, you wash for him. He has sex with you anytime he wants. Come to my house, you go, you open your leg. So when he starts slapping you, you wonder why. The truth is you chipping yourself right at the beginning. And so he cannot elevate you beyond ordinary people because you have showed yourself to be a commoner. In ancient times, they had princesses, dukes, duchesses, you understand me? Lords, their own lands. And then they had commoners. The commoners were ordinary people. And they said princesses and those within those elite class, they don't interact with commoners. The scripture tells us that we have been made kings and priests unto God. 
child of God. You are a king's kid. You are a princess. You, you are not a commoner. Stop tripping yourself as a commoner. You want advancement? You want people to honor you? Carry yourself as such. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. As it is written in the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before me. You see, God always sends a messenger to prepare the way for you. And I have come as a messenger of righteousness to show you the way for supernatural advancement. It is not everything that prayer delivers. There are things that prayer would, would deliver and it's in my note. But there are other things preparation will be that which will release for you. Can I preach in this place? You see, in preparation we have what is called planning. Someone say planning. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 to 4. It says, through wisdom is an house built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hallelujah. Are you getting me? Is somebody there with me? He says what? Through wisdom, verse 3 please. He says through wisdom is an house built and by understanding it is established. Hallelujah. There are many of us our challenge is this. Our challenge is what? Is this one. Give me a different translation, please. Give me NIV or NLT. Give me NLT. New Living Translation. No, give me New. It says, uh-huh, this is the one I, I, I was looking for. NLT. You know it. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuable. Give me NIV, please. By wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding, it is established. Whatever establishment you want in your life, it comes by understanding. How do you understand? Except you plan, you can never receive understanding. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1. He said, wisdom has built dead her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. Wisdom sat down and thought about this house that my house, I will need seven pillars to build it. The living Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 to 4. He says any enterprise, into bracket, life, family, business, etc. Is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Any enterprise, life, family, business, etc. Is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. So when you don't have the facts, whatever you are doing, it will not profit wonderfully. Married women, are you abreast of the facts of what is going on? Do you know that every stage of your husband he goes through mental, emotional challenges? When a man enters into 40s, by 45, he starts hitting midlife crisis. Are you prepared for him? Men, do you know when your wives give birth, there's what is called postpartum depression? Thank you. When my wife was about to give birth, somebody called me, Ines. Just a week. And she said to me that this thing can affect your wife. Read on it and encourage your wife so that she doesn't go through. Oh, bros, I read oh. Right from the hospital, I started. All these is because when women go through childbirth, they, they, they no more 
love their body. They, they feel something has gone wrong with their body because of their tummy, because of their boobs, because of their stretch marks. And so you need to encourage them. Are you reading on it? Now, once you start planning on what you want to do in life, the second thing is called programming. Someone say programming. Someone say programming. Programming is putting your planning into time frames for ease of accomplishment. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse number 15. He said that labor of the foolish wearied every one of them. Because he knoweth not how to go to the city. So although he's laboring, because he have not planned on how to transport the thing and where the place of marketing of his product is, the Bible says that he worries all. Because he knoweth not how to go to the city, get to the city. It's a serious matter. One of the most painful things is for a man to give birth and not know how to raise his own children. The labor of the foolish is for a husband, a man, to find a girl and use his whole life savings to marry the girl. And after that, he's not willing to work to make the marriage work. Ask any man who marries, young guy who marries. 99% of us, we use all our savings. Every money we have everywhere, we scrape it to marry a woman because wedding is expensive. And after that, we are unwilling to invest. Have you forgotten that the money you used for the wedding was actually an investment? So if you are unwilling to work on your marriage, that scripture is your scripture. The labor of the fool will read all. For he knoweth not how to get to the city. Pastors call me. I love this thing, this thing. How do we go about it? I say, oh, do it this way, do it this way, do it that way. You will get the solution. Because I'm always looking for information. So, anytime you hit a roadblock, go to God and ask God for instruction. Number three, in, the, in preparation, is pursuit. Hallelujah. After you have planned, after you have put time frames on it. Well, you've given timing to what you want to do. This year, what time have you given? You're just going through the year. There must be a time. I want to marry by August. So, first quarter, I have to be wild and find a girl. If I'm not finding one in Faith Life Church, I'll be visiting churches on weekday services and checking their sisters. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not wrong, go. Leave church, Pastor, I want to visit. It's hunting season. Jesus was sitting in Peter's boat. He had not caught any fish all night. Daytime, he says, launch out into the deep. Why? Because everybody was packed. So when we go, it's easy for us to find the fish. Read your Bible very well. Everybody are packed. So the competition is low. Oh, it's less. Let's go. When he went, he, he said, cast your net at the right side of the boat. He showed him the right. So whilst they were going, Jesus was observing. Someone say observation. observation. So, read your Bible. <laughs> Yeah, so in the pursuit of your, of your vision, whilst you are, you are preparing for the advancement, you must observe. That means well, you must take action. Someone say take action. The next thing is appraisal. That's where the observation comes in. Someone say appraisal. I didn't give you scriptures for pursuit. So get into action. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse number 2. Look at it. Let me show you something in the Bible. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables that he may run the reset. You are not married. You are wearing a wig like a married man. The vision is not clear. You are around brothers who are not interested in you. The vision is not clear. Distinguish yourself among them. I was teaching one of my daughters 
how to attract a man. I said, when you go to a party, don't be around brothers who are not interested. Intentionally separate yourself and sit down. And don't be on your phone as if you are chatting with somebody. Be, be interested in the entire event. Everything you are smiling. Oh, nice. Oh. Not, not the village people say, <laughs> no. Oh, smiling, kakra. You understand? No, I'm sorry, kakra. Interaction. What's the interaction? If you don't like me, let me close. Let me close. Yeah. The vision must be clear. Dress very decently. You see, the Bible says that children of darkness in their generation are wiser than the children of light. We, everything. God will do it. Some demon is following me. There's no demon following you. Your stupidity is what is following you. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in the race run all, but one receive the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. In other words, there is a way we run. Are you getting me? You run according to the rules in a race. If you decide everybody's running here, you run there, you will not obtain the prize. You want to see advancement, run according to the rules. Give me verse 25 to 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 to 27. <laughs> and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. Next verse. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. There are many of us, you are dating a guy and there's no clear cut. When you, the day the guy starts kissing you, brother, sister, Pause their case. I know people will give me problems with what I'm about to say. When somebody starts kissing you, kiss the person back deep. Listen to me. I said, do what? First time kissing. Kiss the person back deep. When he's beginning to enjoy the kiss, break the, the case and ask him. He said, oh, you know, you know, no. He said, no, no, no. Where is this thing going? Oh, you know, I love you. You know, I care about you. He said, no, no, no. I love and care. We don't use it to go to market. Where is this? No, please sit down. Sit, sit down and let's talk. Oh, you know, when I see your body, that guy is just after your skirt. He has no sense in his head for any better thing. Because this is what I have to know. When a man is truly interested in a lady, the moment they meet, he will tell her, this is what I want. Some of you too, the moment they say, I will marry you now, then you have opened your legs. Say, when? When are we marrying? Give me timelines. Are you really prepared for it? Or else he'll take you up for seven years. After seven years, if he finds a new car, he will leave the bone, bone shaker and run the new one. When are we getting this? You say, oh, oh, maybe four years. He said, ah, four years and you're already kissing me now. By that time, I'll be old, do I do? Oh, you will do it three years. He said, three years, we can't wait. I can't wait for three years. Oh, let's do two years. Okay, I'm fine. If we do two years, then we won't eat. Because any food that you put your hand in, you keep putting your hand. When good people are ready to come and eat, that's not the food you serve them. Is that it? So we are not eating. You want to marry me? Let's do the right thing. I can tell you this truth. Anytime you do that, if the guy truly is not interested, after a while you tell you that the relationship is boring, there's nothing in the relationship to spark him because he's driven by his testosterone not a vision for a better future for both of you sometimes the ladies are driven by their hormones brother they tell you that what if there's no power 
Tell the person that sister, don't try. Quote a scripture in Songs of Solomon. He says, Awaken not love until you are ready. Say, so You are not ready, sister. Let's walk. One day, when you hug me, you will know the difference between centipede and millipede. Say, Pastor, what if it's too small? It's because you have been exposed to all sorts of rubbish. Rubbish. Number four. Number one, planning. Two, programming. Number three, pursuit. Number four, someone say appraisal. Improvement is a product of review. What you keep reviewing, you will improve. Improvement is a product of review. If you do not want to review your life, your associations, you can never grow. You can never advance. This is some people, sister, you have to cut them off from your life. If Pastor Daniel is not a good pastor for you, leave the church. Don't waste your time. You only have one life. The first sacrifice is the sacrifice of what? Preparation. The second sacrifice you need to pay if you want to experience advancement in life is the sacrifice of perspiration. Persper- sweat. Sweat. Every great accomplishment in life is a product of perspiration. And listen to me. Perspiration is not a gift. It's not luck. Perspiration. <laughs> It's a product of dedication, discipline, and a dogged commitment to get things done irrespective of the opposition, obstacles, or difficulties. Achievement is not a gift. When you see somebody, so correct it, achievement, success. When you see somebody successful, it is not a gift from God. It's not because the person is lucky. You see me preach and you think that, oh, you know, when Pastor Dan comes to stand, I don't know, revelation comes into his mind. And so, and so me too, I, I will just go and stand there. Ah, because Pastor Dan has Vida in his life. So it, it's the beauty of Vida. When it comes from Pastor Dan's face, now, ah, anointing is flowing. Ah, and he's even married to a doctor. When he kissed the doctor, now impartation was showed him. Every great accomplishment in life is a product of is a product of what <laughs> yes hmm? it's a product of perspiration you understand me number one it's a product of dedication number two number three it's a product of discipline and a dogged commitment to get it done irrespective of the opposition obstacle or difficulty brother that's what is called perspiration oh sweaty dedication is perspiration also he's dedicated to a task bishop david said there are pastors who are always on their knees praying he sees them and say you'll be on your knees to destroy your marriage the prayer you are praying although you are praying to god because you have not planned your day properly that prayer will affect your marriage you have to go and perform your conjugal duties to your wife. You are praying, Shabbat, 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 oh, Shabbat, oh, Shabbat, oh. The Bible says a false balance is an abomination before God. So the time you are supposed to cook for your husband, if you come to church, it's a balance. an abomination before God. It's an abomination. There is a time you learn. There's a time you court. There's a time you must marry. There's a time we go to school. There's a time we pause to marry and have children. No, no, I'm not ready now. I want to go to school. I want to go to school. After a while, we'll be praying for you. Somebody was telling me, oh, I'm not ready to marry. You know, um, we are waiting. Hmm. 
When we are in our 30s, I say, okay, good. You marry at what age? 35 or 38? He says 38. I said, let's calculate. When you marry at 38 and your wife conceives at 39, at 49, your child will be 10 years. At 59, your child will be 20 years. He's not even ready to marry. Oh, co pensioner. Hmm? At 20, she'll be finishing university, ready for master's. Uh, I say you use your pension money that you must enjoy to be paying school fees. Plan. I said, God forbid, but if the pregnancy delays every year, <laughs> come and ask me for experience. There's a time you go to school, and when it's time to go to school, pursue it, give it your best. But there's a time you plan, there's a time we build the house. Every success or advancement in life is a product of hard work. Please understand that labor guarantees dignity. Labor guarantees what? Dignity. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 9. He says, moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. Give me that scripture. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 9. He said, moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. He said, the king himself is served by the field. So if you're a king and you don't have a field by which you, you till, you will not enjoy from it. The profit of the earth is for all, but it is labor. Labor. Look at it. So if the profit of the earth is for all, why is not everybody profiting from the earth? Proverbs chapter 14 verse 23 will give you the answer. Proverbs 14 23. Quickly, please. In all labor, there is profit. In all, in all labor, sister, if you are willing to labor for what you believe in, for the thing you want to get it, there's no profit. He said, but the talk of the lips ended only to penury. If you keep talking, no action, you won't get anything. And most of the time, that is our problem. That is our problem. That is our challenge. There's no profit. Because we are, we are willing to labor. We don't labor for what we want. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. But he that gathered by labor shall increase. When you gather by labor. That's why a lot of prostitutes, they can't use their money to do anything. A lot of politicians, when they are out of power, three, four, five years, the money is finished. Because they didn't gather their money by labor. A lot of armed robbers, they gather a lot of money. But... <laughs> Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished because they didn't get it by labor. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Proverbs 12, 24. He said, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. See, if you will not labor, you will be a slave. Some of my testimonies, oh, I got money here. I got. <laughs> Go and ask my wife. They work. 11, 12, 1 a.m. I'm working. Sir. <laughs> My bishop will call me. Then I need this information. What can you do? When you see my write-up, pam 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 pam. I can do write-up, put scriptures, put this, put this, put a quote, put and say, This is the time that my body is feeling jiggling, jiggling, tombolical. My wife is in the bed. With the atmosphere is said, I am about to drink water out of my own system. And all of a sudden, they tell me, pause the water. Go and work. 
I go and labor. I labor for one day, five days, one week, one month, two months, three months. When the money is coming, you say, Pastor Dan, you are always rich. I've been working every day. Whilst you are sleeping, I'm working. So, so what do I do? I'm always researching. I'm always reading. That's how come I know sites where they sell ladies' dresses. I know websites where they teach you how to be a high-value woman. I know all sorts of things. You have no idea what I know. The things I know. If you have a problem in your marriage, come and see me. If you have a problem in your business, come and see me. If you have a problem finding investors, come and see me. The things I know, I know them because I'm laboring because I want to see advancement in my life. What are you laboring in? You want to have big business. You are not playing golf. The people who do business, they are either in nightclubs or in or, or playing golf. Or they join certain associations and that click, the, the reason why it's expensive is because they want to control who comes in. Why are you not paying the price together? Do you have a business plan? Have you built a website? Have you done your financials? I have not done it. You are there. You are waiting. He says that the slothful shall be in tribute. You will be a slave if you don't work. Number one is preparation. Number two is perspiration. Number three is supplication. Number one is what? Preparation. Number two, perspiration. Number three, supplication. It is supplication involves calling God's help. In what you are doing so whatever area you want to pursue there's a place where you call for god's help you see for covenant success to be part of your life you need to keep talking to god there must be the connection with god there are many people they plan there are many people they put in the hard work and yet there is no place of god involved you want god involved in your life because out there in the business world, not everybody comes with their naked eyes. Somebody's going to do business, he's gone somewhere. I was speaking to a friend of mine, he was speaking to me about, and the friend says he doesn't go to church. He says, Oh, I went for my 31st watch. The friend said, Oh, me, I don't go to church. I said, Where do you go? So we go somewhere. So we mentioned where he went, they go. He said, We stay there the whole day and then we chant some words we chant some words from morning till evening but the following day when you come to you come down from that that mountaintop experience when you know that something has entered into you then you are ready for the year you you are there i said you fast you won't show up meanwhile you're a businessman you are not showing up you, you won't show up papa i can't come this evening you then the rest tell me that businessman the business you are into there are so many competitors in that area what power is undergirding your advancement I, I repeat what power is undergirding your your advancement what is the potency behind your advancement what is that spirit that is backing your advancement if christians who know that these things are things that pertain to life. That nobody gets to the top without a backing. It's either light or darkness. Nobody gets to the top without a backing. There is a price people pay for advancement. What price are you paying in terms of spiritual input to your life? Psalm 127 verse 1. The Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that builds it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wicked but in vain. There is a place of God for the advancement of men. You think that what you want to do, somebody doesn't want to do the same, but it's a competition. Whether, in fact, somebody wants you dead so that you marry your husband. These are realities of life. Oh, 
Even the school you are going, somebody has bathed their children something. Bathed their children. You, which one are you doing? When do you, do you feed your children communion? I pray. Don't you see? When we are praying, either Lady Arin will be holding Berima or I'll be holding Berima. You'll be there. Pray. That boy. I'm praying. Most of the time, when my son is sleeping, he's inside my bosom. Please don't play games with the place of prayer. At the beginning of your year, pray. That, that you have something about to manifest for you. Maybe a, an event uh, and you think that the, the thing is settled. It's not all. Pray. I said, I said do what? Pray. It's not. It's not all. You think we're sleeping? Ask Pastor We're going to Jansen We're going night. 2 a.m. I'm there. Night. We are praying. By the time I took over the place, ah, we showed up. I said, this place looks too small. I had been able to conquer it spiritually. Even that one, I was going there every day. Just be there and think, all, oh, all oh, die, be die. Lay your hand on your husband's briefs. Prophesy to the briefs. As you hold my property, this property cannot answer to any other person's body. No, I don't joke. Oh. I don't. See, I play a lot, but I don't joke, sir. I, I said what? I don't joke. I, I don't joke. Oh. I don't joke. I, I don't joke, sir. There is a place of prayer. If you neglect it, you will struggle. Give me Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen, the throne of grace is a place. Oh my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at this scripture. You have read this scripture many times. I'm going to show you something. He says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, comma, and find grace to help in time of need. He did not say it is a time of need. So come boldly into the throne room of grace. So in the place of prayer, you secure mercy. You obtain a grace that causes you to triumph when the need days come. All of us will have times of need. But when you are consistent with your prayer life, by the time those need days come, God will supply. You remember the sister who came? And said, I have decided I will pay my tithe. I project my tithe for the month and I pay ahead. This month I will pay X amount of money. Or I don't know how she does her tithing thing. But she's doing it based on faith. The first time she did it, the devil made her know that it's a foolish decision. So the devil messed her up. Then she went ahead to honor God with her promise. And continued to pray. That part she didn't tell you. She prayed. And everybody here this year, Tuesday she will fast. Your wife is pregnant. You're always eating. You're a fool. Pray! Because what is in your wife's womb is a precious thing. In the book of Revelation, he says, I saw a mystery. Revelation chapter 12 verse 1. Is that, is that the scripture? Yes. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of twelve stars and she be with child cried traveling in birth and paid to be delivered next verse and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head <laughs> and he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven and they cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born 
So when you have any dream, I'm not just talking about physical pregnancy, but whether it is your wife or your husband, if you will not fast and pray, you are a fool. Because sometimes the moment that baby is born, or just when the baby is, will be born, a dragon is there to kill that vision, kill that dream, kill that thing that you are nursing in the inside of you. So you labor in fasting, you labor in prayer. That's why for us in faith life, at the beginning of the year, we fast for 21 days. We are pre-programming every day in the year by the 21-day fast. By you, you are too busy. You are, you are, you are very important. It's very important. Everything is, so you won't come. Pastor Dan, sometimes I don't understand why sometimes you want a blessing, the blessings will come. When we started the 21 days, did you come to pray? Our brother, who does answer, bra, Emmanuel, for four years, he was not working. He just came for 21 days, took his prayer life seriously. Came for 14, took his zero. Boom! The heavens opened. He got a job. Pa, 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 after that, another job. Wow. Ah. Then one of the days after fasting, he said, let me try visa. He went to try visa. He got five years. He's gone. Yeah, you are there. You think everything works because nothing. There's a place of supplication, a place of real intensive prayers. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. You see, rather than struggling with others to survive, God's word tells us to ask help from God. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 6. I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. Are you seeing the place of God? Nanka, what has planting and watering got to do with God? He said the increase only comes from God. Brothers and sisters, whatever it is you are trusting God for, except you involve God, you won't see the increase. You date a guy, his whole family loves you. You don't know what happened. Suddenly, he doesn't even want to see your face. So Mildred has showed up. Child of God, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. There is the place of God. If you miss it, you will miss everything. And there are many of us, we have missed it. God is not involved. God is what? One more time, I say God is what? For the last time, I say God is what? There are many of us. God is not involved. He's not involved in anything. Very important, brothers and sisters, that we come into this place. Because see, in this life, what you need is advancement. But the advancement, there's a place of God. Do you know why God asks us to pay 10%? Because God wants you to create a space where he feels. I said what? God wants you to create what? A space where he... You can't go against the scriptures and get a blessing. Because when you take the 10% out, it forces you to plan with the 90. You know, we're not, a lot of people don't think about it. Because now that you have taken the 10 for God, you see, everything God does, there's a purpose to it. When you take the 10%, you must now plan with the 90 that you are left. But when the 100 is there, you keep sharing the money. Hallelujah. It is said that 50% of all population in churches are reluctant givers. What it means is talking about giving is annoying to these people. Their mantra is, my money is my business. Hello, who gave you favor to get the job in the first place? Who delivered you from the accident in the first place? See, ask people who don't pay tight. They always get into trouble. 90% of them. Go and find out. There's always one problem after the other. It's not because God has cursed them all, but because there's no place of God in their life. 
Let's smoke. Let's drink. Oh, girl. The, the, you do, so you, 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 a lot of money comes into your hands. But because there's no discipline, because God is not in your life, the money will go and go and go. You are doing shisha. You are, you are, you are doing cigar. You are smoking. You are drinking. You are doing girls. Hallelujah. Then we have the casual givers. That's 25% of, of church members are casual givers. These ones, they give out of obligation. Those are the ones, how much of my money should I give? Those are the ones that when the pastor is giving the prophecy and say, you travel, so bring me an offering. They only give <laughs> on that one. Uh, uh, it's obligation. Okay. Pastor Dan, Jenako, Jenako. I'll tell you something. God doesn't need your money. But you need God to partner with you in your business pursuit so that you'll be successful. You need to understand covenant demands. God is in covenant with us. Uh, we spending time with God is what makes the world of difference. It's the beginning of the year. The word of God says, the first that breaks the matrix is for me. Are you going to give God your first fruit? Or your first fruit is for your first girlfriend? Oh, because of my school fees. <laughs> Continue. Then we have thoughtful givers. Ah! I love that one. That's where I am. He says, the thoughtful giver is aware of God's call on their life and possessions. These folks receive pleasure and joy from giving back to God. They ask, how much of God's money should I give back to him? These are thoughtful givers. Which one are you? Then number four, we have gifted givers. Someone say gifted givers. This this is just, they form just 5% of every congregation. How many percent? Mm, Gifted. What do they do? They take great joy in giving. Their question is not if they should give or how much they should give, but how much of God's money should they keep? They see themselves as stewards of the grace of God. Some of us, when we give in, you hear somebody sitting by us saying, all this money are taking it today. It's not their money. But because those people, they don't know that the money God first gave you. See, there's so much God can do. Did you hear the lady's testimony? She says, from the day she gave and came to give testimony, back to back, from January 1st to January 31st, she was booked every day. Then we came to February, and we are today's date is 14th, and she's been booked. You need to understand that giving is an act of worship unto God. In Psalm 116, starts from verse number 8 to 12. Let me show the people something. Psalm 116, verse 8 to 12. I think I need to close now. I'm tired. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Next verse. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Next verse. I believe, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Next verse. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So the guy is even securing his life from death. He's securing, he first considers that whatever privilege I've had, it has come from God. 
Do you believe that the privileges you have is from God? When God started blessing you, what was your attitude towards God? What were the words you were saying for which God heard? When you come to the book of Malachi, God said, I heard the things you were saying. Go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Let's start from there. Go through the whole Malachi. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. Next verse. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeared? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller soap. <laughs> he shall sit as a refiner and purify of salt, of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Next verse. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. And I'll come near to you to judgment. And I'll be swift witness against the sorceress, against the adulteress, against false swearers, against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, against the widow, the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his wife. And fear not me, said the Lord. So when you keep promising people and you lie, he says if you vow and you don't pay, he does not have time for fools. That's the only time God uses the word fool in the Bible. He says if you swear and you don't pay, God has no time for fools. He said, why would I not let your earth brass and your heavens iron? God says, I will close your heavens if you vow and you don't pay. And God says, I will sit in judgment against those who swear to honor me and they don't. Verse 6, please. Let's go. For I am the Lord, I change it not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Next verse. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed, he say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. It's not one. Go to the next verse. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all tithes into the stores, that they may be meat in my house. And prove me here now here wait, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. We always read blessings. A blessing. There is something God will place on your life that there will not be enough. The way God blesses people is he can give you one opportunity, one advantage, one idea, one thought, one access. And there's no room means that there shall be continual release. But God gave you a job gave you a deal in the office and you chopped the money and you stopped it. The word curse means to be empowered to fail under every favorable condition. Hasn't people promise you that they will do something for you and you left everything and focus on them and did not honor it. That is being empowered to fail although the condition was favorable for you to advance. Because if you do that, that's what I'll do. Go to the next verse. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he shall not Destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. So when you plant, when you invest, when you sow, when your children go out there, they will not come back home with a problem before they are lifted and transformed and there's a visitation. This is what God said. He says, neither shall... Your vine cast her fruit before the time of the Say at the Lord of hosts. Next verse. 
and all nations shall call you blessed it means you'll be empowered to succeed under any condition people say there's something that this person keeps doing and is prospering for you shall be a delight someone say yet the lord of hosts next verse your words have been stout against me said the lord yet you say what have we spoken so much against thee you have said it is vain to serve god first statement so if you are here or listen to me on facebook line and you don't pay time oh god now when we say what do we get look at our life what is better look at the scripture and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? What we get? God says, The thing you were saying ahead, look at it. Next verse. Now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. So we look at all sorts of people in the world and we say, Ah, this person is not a Christian. They are into metaphysics astral projections demonic voodoo into... many years ago i was watching tv i saw will smith and they brought a magician and an astrologer or something he will look at your palm read it and will bring some card and he will start saying to which witchery and they say, when i saw i said the days of this guy's end has just begun where is he and his wife it, because people consulting so are you not seeing that now on social media and on in hollywood they are projecting astral projections and metaphysics and things like that sometimes you see somebody's children they are prospering they are breaking through it's a book of remembrance see hear me you do not know the price somebody has paid for his children you do not know go and read the histories of the men you have no idea where people go to at night oh. There's always something working for someone. What is working for you? You're just there, living your life. Every wind is blowing you some. Please, take your life seriously. Somebody, a book of remembrance is open. Next verse. Then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that served God and him that served him not. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as oven, and all the proud, day, all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And that day that cometh shall burn them, said the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Because I will deal with everything to the root. And you see, that is when your lifting comes. Honest to God. The watch on my finger. This, which one of them is this one? I think this is Nautica or something. I didn't buy. The space I'm wearing, I didn't buy. This is Hughes and Kets' shirt, I didn't buy. This tie, I didn't buy. I think it's Hughes and Kets', yeah, I didn't buy. The suit I'm wearing, my bishop bought it for me. In fact, he bought the tie, he bought the shirt, he bought the suit. A doctor bought me the, the shoe I'm wearing is hand-woven. It's an original shoe. It's expensive. I didn't pay Peswa. Even the socks I'm wearing, I didn't buy. My briefs, I didn't buy. Single, I didn't put my toby. This, my diary, I didn't buy. Phone, I didn't buy. The guy that is signed, he's an embodiment of grace. Because I have chosen to first honor God. Then God chooses what I deserve and he puts it on my body. What is it? 
that you are trusting God to do for you? Are you honoring him? Are you paying the price to please him? Is God Lord over your life? Is God Lord over your life, sir? Is God Lord over your life? A lot of you, God bonuses in your offices. Have you paid a tithe of it? No. You have problem. Because you did not place God in, in that space. He was the one who made them favor you. I've seen, I know of a lady last year, she cried though. No bonus. <laughs> See, they are spiritual loss of life. If you will obey them, you will get the benefit. It may not come from room one, but God will find a way to bring it to you. What is it that you are doing that you are believing God for? You are likely to close your eyes and pray. God, I am willing to pay the price. I'm willing to receive instruction. I'm willing to plan. But I also price. Everybody pray. Everybody pray. I will pray. And I'll bring God into my life. I'll pray. Everybody pray. 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 The Bible says a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Proverbs eleven twenty five NIV. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be. God wants us to give him first. God wants us to serve his interest first. Then he says he will prosper us. God doesn't want us to give out of compulsion. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. If you will give to God, God says you must give it out of joy, not out of duress, not out of compulsion. You must not be forced to give. You must give because you are happy to honor God with it. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray now. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Ah. For if the willingness, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3. Says, For if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. NIV. wherever you are like it to pray God help me God help me God help me for if I give all I possess to the poor and give up my body to that I may boast but do not have love I gain nothing God is saying if you give me you are giving because you are cheerful you are happy about it you give because it honors God the Bible says in Proverbs 3 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your crops. God calls it honor. And the resource is 2 Corinthians 9 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I want you to pray. God, this year, I'll have a different attitude. This year, I will no more struggle. I'll no more struggle. I'll no more struggle. Many of us. We have had our dreams dashed. It's because we have not placed God first. We have not. 
They have not. We've been given many, many reasons. God asks us to commit to him. Him and him only. Pray. This year, you even give tithe from your business. Because Moses gave from everything. When he had won the thing and he was bringing, he gave a tithe of the, all unto Melchizedek. Give from your business. Your business must pay tithe. My business partner and I, Pastor Hans, we pay tithe from our company. Tithe. Pastor Hans pays tithe from his personal company. You have no idea. You must honor the Lord. You are praying and say, Heavenly Father, we will honor you. We will honor you. We will honor you. This is the year that we honor. This is the year that we honor. This is the year that we honor. We will honor you. We will honor you this year. This year, we have received instruction. We will honor you. Ah. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 12. Sorry. Give me Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Luke 6 verse 38. Luke 6 38 says give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down shaking together running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured to you god is saying the degree to which you honor me is the degree to which i will honor you. the same measure i measure it unto you i like you to pray i like you to pray heavenly father bless me this year favor me this year grace me this year give me opportunities this year see if you will honor god god will honor you ask anybody that has honored god god has lifted them god has transformed them god has given them testimonies beyond their imagination in jesus